day after is always sort of melancholy for me. Is it for you? Maybe, you know, just a, a little bit, a little bit. Not much. Lots to do. Lots to do. Good morning. Hope everybody had a very Merry Christmas. Uh, the GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I am streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. For those of you, that this is your cup of tea. This past Monday, the New York Times ran a little essay uh, attacking TV shows on TV, which is hilarious because, of course, they're make-believe with fathers who were loving, fun, and engaged, like the Brady Bunch, where uh, the guy that played uh, Mr. Brady, remember he was gay, that guy? Uh, you know, lost in space. Mr. You know, Mr. Robinson. He, yeah. Anyway, anyway, they're attacking the shows because of the way they're portraying the Fajas. The Fajas are bad because they love their kids. Now they want to, uh, the, Netflix's most popular streaming toddler program has a pair of gay dads singing to their tutu-wearing son that he can choose to be what he wants to be. Heterosexual father's bad. I don't understand this at all. I really don't. I mean, I know why leftists hate fathers, which, you know, because millennia ago, God the Father laid down the rules about individual worth and morals and sexual restraints, you know, etc. All that stuff they don't like. And good fathers make government less necessary. That's a problem. If you have a man around the house bringing home the bacon and protecting the family, you do not rely on the government. Fathers with strong values raise boys who are less likely to be criminals and girls who are less likely to be promiscuous. And this is not a new war. This is this is something been going on for a while. It began with welfare. Black men were initially resistant to welfare because they saw it as an attack on their ability to provide for their family, which made them expendable. And they were 100% right. But the earnest leftists urged them to sign it for welfare as a form of reparations. But those black gentlemen, their 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 views were and their concerns were valid. Welfare reduced their value to women. And now many younger black men raised by single mothers don't re recognize a biological father's obligation to his children or the positive role he plays in their lives. A distant, disinterested Uncle Sam is their dad. But some people continue to value traditional fathers, despite what the left tries to do. Something called Bluey, made in Australia and available on Disney Plus, is a very popular show for the preschool set. It follows Bluey, an anthropomorphic a dog. She lives in a traditional nuclear family with a mother, father, and younger sister. The dad, an archaeologist, dedicates a lot of time to his children. Another uh, preschool-targeted show based on a similar premise of a traditional nuclear family is The Daily Wire's Chip Chilla, about three homeschooled chinchillas. And once again, there's a present dad. And the left hates these shows. Yeah, Dr. Smith was as well. <laughs> oh, uh, so some of you listened to, uh, on the text line, uh, some of you heard my rendition of Twas the Night Before Christmas. 
Should we play that on here, Maestro? Can you can you weave that in here? If I can get it. Yeah. I'll try to get it. See if I can get it. Okay. Just simply because it has debuted where it was supposed to debut and you know. What did you think of that? I I thought that was awesome, dude. Yeah. 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 And I was there when they uh they did it live and yeah, it's hilarious. Outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> And I, of course, am a traditional heterosexual father. Amanda Hess, a media critic at the New York, New York Times and the mother of a three-year-old son, wrote that the Chip Chillis show presents an abnormal world in which fathers are not only present in their children's lives, but engaged and entertaining. <laughs> and this is it. This, fathers are bad. Toxic. Toxic authority. Patriarch. Just like that old meanie God. And yearning for a stable present traditional father the kind that essentially gave birth to the western culture from which we all benefit that is also bad but the leftists uh in order to uh to one-up us have created their own little carve out for one type of good father or actually two gay dads these are men who have either adopted children or have purchased children through science they manipulated their own genes to be carried to fruition in a, in a paid vessel, at which time that vessel, which is also known as a woman, walks away from her child forever. And thus we have Netflix's hugely popular Coca Melon Lane, which is aimed at toddlers. Recently had an episode in which a carefully multicultural pair of gay fathers sing to their ba ba you know their ballet dancing tutu clad tiara wearing son that he can just be you. And it's notable that they have the weirdly asexual voices of people who transition by taking opposite-sex hormones. So a good dad, in the view of the leftists, is a gay dad who teaches you that you can be anything you want, at least sexually. And that's not confined to children's shows, which brings me to this little piece of a cartoon that is circulating among leftists on Facebook to celebrate Christmas. And uh, it's a card where it says it's blessed. It's the blessed time of year when we celebrate the baby born of two dads and a surrogate mother. So. The nuclear family's dead, in their view. So here, here's a few things that, uh, you know, you know, fathers are a societal scourge, but this is what we get out of it. 80% of all single parents in the U.S. are single mothers. 52.9% uh, of single mothers are millennials. 15.6 million children live in single mother households. 52.3% of single mothers have never married. 29% are divorced. Single mothers have a 35% smaller median income than single fathers. Only 45% of single parents receive full child support. Annual cost of child care is $10,000, which is 35% of a single parent income. 28, almost 29% of single mother households live below the poverty line. 31% of single fathers are living with their own parents. And guess what? Black families are the hardest hit with Almost 70% of children living in a single-parent home, which almost invariably means there's no father around. 
And what do we get out of this? What, what did you get out of this black America, out of this leftist idea on how to marginalize your, you, the heterosexual father's role? 12% of American population in the United States today is black. 35% of the jail population and 23% of America's welfare beneficiaries are black. Nothing good comes from this. The natural way is the best way. That is the best way. And it's it's a very simple thing, really. Very simple thing. But we can't ever live in that world, can we? Because we're constantly being told that what we're doing, no matter what it is, is wrong. No matter what we're doing, it's wrong. So if you're out there and you're like, well, I want to find me a nice girl to settle down with, you're wrong. You shouldn't be looking for a nice girl if you're a guy. Uh, you Maybe you should become a girl. I don't know. Do you feel like a girl? If you feel like a girl, do you want to really fully explore that? Go try this on. How does that feel? You like it? It just goes on and on. Leftists have no, there's there's no fence around them. They they just go, they just go. Is mm, makes me wonder. Not so much, but you know, I, I just sit back and I look at this. This is a crazy world. What's being sh I I watched TV the other day and I just watched the commercials just purely for the sake. Of watching the commercials. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I couldn't believe what's being pushed upon you. If you're watching TV, I get it. I understand why you're messed up. TV is a very potent delivery system. And if you fall for it, well, you, you could fall. You know, it, it, it becomes a bad thing. So, <sighs> Heteros heterosexual fathers are bad, though. But, I've got a question. One thing that when I was watching these commercials, it occurred to me that I'd never seen so many commercials filled with so many ugly, weird people before in my life. They were being pushed upon me for whatever reason. Why is that? That is what we're going to, you know, that when we get back. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. So I'm going to tell you a story. Hold on, hold on to your thought as far as what I was talking about earlier, because we got it. We 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 got this. Um, I'm going to tell you a little story. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is one eight hundred nine zero five zero nine eight nine. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is seven one three zero seven. I was in studio doing something one time, and Lonzo walks up to me and asks me if I would be willing to do something a la karaoke which is hilarious to consider me singing at all, at all. But he told me he would write it with me in mind, which Lonzo uh, was the first producer I ever worked with eight years ago. He's the first producer I ever worked with. So getting, you know, doing a little project with him was sort of fun. I, I wanted to do that. I've listened to him for, for decades. So, um, so he came up with this idea for a Bill Frady rendition of Twas the Night Before Christmas. The Upstate Pulse presents A Night Before Christmas with Bill Frady. 
Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. Mouse are vermin. Only one way to kill vermin. A six inch or a 12 or an 18 inch knife. Wait, that's three ways. Squeak. Squeak. Squeak, I tell you, squeak. Where was I? Um, sorry. And mom in her kerchief and I in my Kevlar cap had just settled our brains for our long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to take care of the matter. And if you're looking for the best way to defend your compound from intruders, I suggest gators. A whole lot of gators. The moon on the breast of the new fallen snow gave a luster of midday to objects below. Which is why you should never wear red in winter. When what to my wondering eyes did appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. And what is the optimum weapon for deer hunting? I choose the 88 Magnum. You can take out all eight at once, bag them, tag them, and that's good eating. Now Uzi, now Beretta, now Luger and Strap. On AK, on Glizzy, on Glock, and Gat. Pretty sure that's what I heard. Those are some cool reindeer names for your reindeer games. Reindeer games. That was a, that was a good movie. Charlie's Theron Topless. Cree Lieutenant Dan Gary Sinees. I love that movie. But I digress. And then in a twinkling, I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. Or maybe it was dancing and clawing of raccoons and, and possums. But those kinds of critters, I use a nice 12 gauge. My, mine, is, mine is beige. As I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney, St. Nicholas came with a bound. Now, some may say that a bear trap is too much to stop home invaders, but I say go big or go home. <laughs> he had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. <laughs> a wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. There's no need to dread with my favorite Christmas gift this year. It's the 88 Magnum Mark II. It'll make your holly jolly. And laying a finger aside of his nose and giving a nod up the chimney he rose, he sprang up to his sleigh to his team, gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. What the heck is a thistle? But I heard him exclaim ere he drove out of sight. Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. On behalf of the Frady family, Merry Christmas. And that debuted uh, Saturday Saturday night on uh, Upstate Pulse. You guys, that was two hours of singing for you, wasn't it? You were on yeah. in on that. You were Tiny Tim. I was. What, what else were you besides Tiny Tim? That was it. That was it. I saw that. I saw that. I did look at that. There's something to be said about a man that can pitch his voice that high. I could never do it. <laughs> you could stick a gun between my, eye, my eyes, and I'm not going to get up that high. What's no What's way. funny is is the only reason I could do it is because my sister, she uh, had a dance recital when she was three, and we have the we have it on like VHS. Yeah. So I used to chase her around doing it. <laughs> <laughs> tiptoeing through the tulips yep <laughs> gotcha. and uh she used to get so mad at me so it came up one day in the studio i was talking to lonzo and uh he was like that's what you should do for the christmas karaoke special and i was like <laughs> all right sure bet put me in well how, the interesting thing i find about upstate pulse now i don't know about a couple of those guys but i mean uh half of you guys at the minimum or maybe four out of Four of you guys are producers. 
right? right? Yeah. And yet you, you've cobbled together this show that is so eclectically appealing that it's it just sort of stands on its own. And then yeah. you, you throw this curveball of Christmas karaoke in there in the middle of talking about anime and video games and right. all that other stuff. That it's it's kind of like a perfect disaster. Yeah. 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 And, and it's fun. We get to have fun and talk about things we love and, you know, bring some joy, you know, to people. See, I got into the game. I got into that part of the game. Anime, I know about. Anime, I, I can help. I, as a matter of fact, I could probably educate you on it. <laughs> I know you're a Dragon Ball fan. And I'm Ghost in, in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell. I'm in Akira. Lensman. You ever heard of Lensman? I have not. You no. don't know what you're missing. <laughs> Demon City Shinjuku. Oh, that one I know of. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. And, and Charlie came in and did Christopher Walken. Yeah, Char- Charlie and Chris. Charlie and Chris. Were they, they good Christopher Walkens? Yeah. 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 Walking with walking <laughs> in a winter wonderland. <laughs> so anyway, um, I hope everybody had a good time with that. I certainly had a good time making it. Although the credit goes to Lonzo. Lonzo wrote it. He told me to ad lib in it if I wanted to, which I did a couple of times. And uh, besides, he just wanted me to be that maniacal kind of guy kind of think he thinks i am mm-hmm. he wrote it and produced it yeah and yeah. he edited it mm-hmm. so three quarters of that and this is the way this normally works tim just so you know okay so like you guys get in there behind everything you do all this work you make it sound great and everything and people go all right twas the night before christmas starring bill frady and yeah. by lonzo reitzel and, and then, you know it's always in the like it's like it doesn't matter when it, it matters the most but mm-hmm. uh <laughs> yeah, there's a lot there's a lot that goes into it yeah and uh he did he put it he put in a lot of work on that yeah well i mean hey i give credit i mean the, the radio show doesn't work if the producer's not working so yeah hats off if i wore a hat i'd tip it to you and to lonzo and chris and will and I, now oh is Odie a producer he is okay he is. And who was the guy uh, matthew is a news guy right yeah he he does the afternoon news on the charlie james show and who was the guy dressed up as Santa Claus? That is Cameron, and that is uh, Lonzo's son. But yeah, I couldn't. You know, that could have been that could have been anybody. I mean, all I saw was like a beard with a slit. It's Pappy Claus. Pa- Pappy Claus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Yeah, I just wanted to share that with you because I, I had so much fun doing it, and. It, uh, when I was asking Lonzo what the reception was, he says, you need to go back and look on the Facebook page and just watch everybody as you're, as, as you're going through that. And I did, which, uh, got a few giggles out of you guys, out of you hard cases. <laughs> you guys are all hard cases. It's hard to, it's hard to get anything out of you. So getting, getting something like that. Well, I had heard it. Like, I had heard it a couple of times before. Yeah. And, uh, it was, uh, it was really good. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it every time I heard it. So. On on the text line, Jim and Easley saying he likes the Bay shotgun uh, reference. I mean, that I always uh, that was an afterthought as I was sitting there because I always make fun of the fact that I'm like, well, today I'm going to wear these. I'm going to be carrying this gun that goes with this outfit. You know, like yeah. I'm, I'm color coordinating my color coordinating my armament to go with whatever I'm wearing. So my Bay shotgun goes with everything. Yeah, I could I could see you doing yeah, that. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do have a black and white check pattern AR. No, I actually don't, but I, I should have one. I should have like a Burberry. You should. Burberry that would shotgun. be pretty cool, actually. Bur- Burberry AR-15. So anyway. Anyway, 
I hope everybody enjoyed that. I hope it added to your Christmas season and everything else. I hope you watched the Upstate Pulse because it was pretty funny. It was fun. It was pretty funny, and it was pretty fun. And at the same time, uh, I'm just very glad that Lonzo didn't go, listen, I really need for you to sing because that would have gone nowhere. There would have been nothing. Bill, don't sing. When we get back, we're going to talk about these TV commercials that I was uh, referencing earlier. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. See, in this in this radio business, we have these advertisements that we have, and this is what makes this is what makes all of this possible. And uh, well, first of all, the GS Plumbing Talk Line is one eight hundred nine zero five zero nine eight nine. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is seven one three zero seven. Streaming live on Facebook, on uh, on X, and on Instagram. I didn't even know we could do that. Doing that now, huh? With, with radio advertising, I have an X amount of time to grab you by the lapels of your shirt and headbutt you in the face and get you to notice a product I'm trying to pitch at you. My job is to make you aware of my client. And I do that in the most direct possible way I can. And I don't get out there and I'm not going to do some artsy roundabout way of getting to it and everything and meander back over there, right there towards the end. I'm going to be assaulting you verbally with this, right? But you can't turn on TV these days without seeing some ad that leaves you scratching your head wondering, what the hell did I just see? You got stupid music, you got dumb people doing annoying things, and a very high percentage of them are now downright ugly. And I don't understand that at all. Now, hey, I get the whole I've got a face for radio part. That's why you see me here, or you don't. I don't know. But... Like on Amazon TV, there's not some commercial on there that doesn't have a weirdo on there, you know, sashaying across it or some semi-cross-dressing freak buying whatever. And it makes me wonder, should an ad make you recoil in horror or cause bulimia? And it has to be a deliberate choice. Now, I will say this, though. I will say this. I'm sort of old school with this. I never went to school to be a journalist or to be a, a, a advertising executive. So I have none of these uh, indoctrinated ideas coming across my desk uh, telling me that this is the way I get my point across. I saw an ad where there's some hairy guy who may or may not live in some Nordic country and he wants to buy shears to shave his hairy chest so he can jump into cold water while people watch. I'm presuming that was a Nissan commercial. I don't know what it was. Then there's Jeff Bezos and his fiance. They, they, Jeff Bezos, uh, they seem to be uh, like the disastrous after pictures of bad botched plastic surgery. They look like they would be the picture they put up to say, this is how you go after a bad malicious doctor. Next step you would see from Amazon would be a guy looking for a bone saw while he lives in a cabin in the woods. Uh, and there, Sephora and Ulta, which I park outside of but never go in. <laughs> they had a lot of cross-dressing trans people pushing their garbage. Um, 
If you're looking for beauty advice from a hairy femme guy, you're doing it wrong. If you think that a confused guy wearing glitter lip gloss is the key to moving your product, your product should be a moving man because normal people will get the hell away from you as quickly as humanly possible. I'm not supposed to say these things. I know. But by the same token, I don't care. I have, uh, you know, married. I have children. I have grandchildren. Uh, and the things that they see. Thankfully, my grandchildren, uh, my, my son and my daughter-in-law are very, very engaged with them. And they're not being uh, assailed by some of this imagery. Getting out there and putting them on TV and forcing us to try to embrace mentally unstable people is not tolerance. It's exploitation. These companies are gross. There are a couple of ad campaigns away from embracing a child molester as a minor attracted person with a love is love campaign. No, 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 no boundaries. Who looks at a commercial with a guy dressed like a woman and thinks this captures who I am? What is the percentage of the population that this draws in? What is the percentage that it repeals or repels rather? What if your ad campaign involves a hope that people seeing it aren't paying attention to the details of it? You're doing something wrong. If I had enough money to invest in stock, I would not invest in these companies. Because even if they don't cause the stock to crater, they and the people who signed off on it are most definitely holding back the progress. A company should be in the business of making money. Period. Very simple mission statement. Don't get me started on the lyrics and songs of some of the ads either. If your market is people who buy things stupid people want, you're going to grow like crazy. And I'm not going to buy any of it. Do you remember when Ricardo Montalban was selling Chrysler Cordobas? It was all about glamour and trying to sell the idea that your life could be like the commercial if only you had that Corinthian leather seat to sit in. It was selling an illusion. But it was something to aspire to. And now it's punishment. It's a threat. Use this and the people you hope your kids never turn into or move into your neighborhood will. I don't know what they will do, though. If they're trying to appeal to as few as people as possible, they're, hey, good on you. I don't know. See, the, the whole thing behind advertising is you're always looking for the uninitiated. You're not looking for the choir. You don't want to sing with the choir. You want to you want to audition some new singers. You want to bring them in and let them know about your product. Getting out there and going after the Cro-Magnons and the Neanderthals, uh, well, they existed in a time when there was no money. And I'm sure they'd be very confused seeing something they knew was a male, they sense as a male, dressed as a female, looking like a female. They'll be going for the real females. Very simple. When you have that simple a thought process, you're not going to be able to fool them. But the problem is you can't fool me either. It's always going to be meat and potatoes. It's always going to be, you know, 
look at this. this isn't this something that appeals to you that's that's the way i look at it that's why i i mean everything that i've ever ever i've ever pushed everything that i've ever uh promoted everything that has ever advertised to me whether it's guns or or you know uh, restaurants or whatever it is this is always a place to go it's a thing to do it's a thing to try it is not a thing to get out there and say it exists therefore it is and uh, uh you, you smoke that put that in your pipe and smoke it that's that's not advertising yeah so all things considered i would say advertising is now infested with a bunch of people that we talk about them on a daily basis that have just come out of academia they've just got they've just graduated they've gotten their sheepskin that they owe two hundred thousand dollars for and they're out there trying to make a new shock campaign to get us to notice it so they'll get out there and they'll have a guy uh, they'll have a woman with a beard kissing another woman and uh, there'll be a guy standing there and there'll be two guys hanging out together and the children will be just whatever they are. And they're trying to sell Teslas or, or some, some non sequitur, you know, it, it's just one of those things that has nothing to do with them standing there and just being there. It's just, you know, look at us, virtue signaling. That's what we're doing or virtue signaling. Just in time for Christmas, Times Square is running red. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. GS Plumbing Hotline, or excuse me, GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Times Square. That's actually called Times Square because that's where the New York Times used to be. And, uh, well, the Hamas abettors, the pro-Palestinian people, um, they decided that Christmas can't be normally held while what's going on in Gaza is happening. So, And you can't rip it down, right? You can't rip this down. So what do we get? We get that from coming from the AP, Sweden raises its terror level, terror threat level to high for fear of attacks following recent Quran burnings. Then from the European Union via the BBC, there's a huge risk of terrorist attacks in the European Union over the coming holiday season. Politico, after Brussels attacks, Swedes fear becoming a target for terrorists. Ooh la la, France. Macron says Islamist terrorism rising in Europe, all states at risk. And now France's non-proliferation of terrorism action plan. Well, it's, uh, you know, we'll see how that works out. And why is there a heightened risk all across Europe? Are the Europeans suddenly getting out of hand? Stabbings and shooting random people, setting off bombs, burning down churches and synagogues? Or does that risk come from the same people who cheered on Hamas? Where right now, as much as I, uh, you know, I, I love this season. I love the Christmas season. I had a great time watching my grandchildren tear into their stuff. Great time being with family. That was that was stupendous. And at the same time, 
as I was there, I was armed. Because this is the world we live in now. And if you're not right this moment, if you're not sitting back going, this is a really dangerous time, you should be thinking that. And what we're about to see in, in these foreign countries is we're about to see the people start fighting back. And believe me, if they can, we can. We can do it better. So, I love it when the streaming computer tells me it needs to restart for an update. Didn't do it, though. Didn't do it. Not going to do it. Don't want to do it. In New York, they've started arresting these protesters. And the protesters don't like that. They're used to them just standing around and being impotent. And here's the point that we've been driven to on this now, right? Very much, we're very much in the same sort of a boat as the Israelis are. The Israelis are dealing with an opponent that is incompatible with their value set. There's no way for them to coexist. Islam cannot coexist in a republic. And we're already seeing what they, you know, they build up their population to a certain percentage and then they think, okay, now is the time. Because it doesn't take a big percentage to cause bedlam, to cause chaos. And like it or not, we're going to have to fight it. And it's not going to be the government doing it for us. It's not going to be the police doing it for us. Sometimes it's going to be us doing it for us. Some of you right now, uh, you know, I, I see you sometimes on the text line. Some of you are very afraid of what you consider to be uh, some upheaval that is coming. And I understand that. I, I understand the fear. I get it. The simple, The one thing I don't understand, though, is one simple thing. You don't have to just take it laying down. If you think they're going to come and kill you or something, what do you lose if you fight back? You might surprise yourself. There are some that would tell you to be afraid. Be very afraid. I am not one of them. If you're going to be afraid, please step to the side. Because some of us are going to fight back. Because it's existence, it's, it's survival. I have an obligation to my community, to my family, to do whatever I can, however long, it, however long I last doing it. Simple, very simple thing. And right now they've targeted the Christmas season, the Christian Christmas season. The incompatibility is just uh, more than I can stomach, I'm afraid. If somebody wants to come into my country and they want to do what they got to do to uh, what they got to do to to join us. That's fine. Please do. But if you're not going to assimilate and your idea is to come in and change my flag, to change my creed, to change my life, that isn't free. When we get back, I'm going to tell you the story of White Christmas. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.